beloved, you are now tuned in to Three Black Men, a podcast by three black men where we talk about theology, culture, and the world around us. The following content may not be suitable if you ain't real enough. Listener discretion is advised because real recognize real. Here's the hope when we look familiar. My goal, my dream in life is beloved community, liberation for everybody. And that only comes when everybody is bought into the idea of, of sharing this thing right here. I don't think, and I don't know, cause that's not my field of expertise. It's not, it's not what I spent my life pursuing, but I don't think it's a whole lot to ask somebody like, yo, we're gonna give this particular assignment to somebody else. So we're here chatting and this bonus episode that we're bringing to you, we want to talk about a recent development that has in the been... wide world of sports. <laughs> exactly. Man. And lest you think that we don't talk about the world and the culture around us. Um, yeah, it's uh, the development that has hit ESPN wildly uh, with Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. And uh, so we just want to chat about it. We've been talking about it offline, but we want, we wanted to bring that conversation online for y'all. Um, so <laughs> Maria Taylor, Rachel Nichols. Um, I don't want to give the whole background uh, info. Y'all can do your Googles, uh, but <laughs> Skinny, give them the skinny. Yeah, do let, do any of you want to give uh, the Cliff Notes version of what's been going on? Uh, I got you. I got you. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Trey. Okay. Yeah, Rachel Nichols is an ESPN reporter whose specialty is in the NBA, right? And uh, one of her things was doing the hosting responsibilities for the NBA Finals uh, for their for their uh, finals coverage for ESPN, ABC. And last year, around the time of the NBA bubble reboot, they decided they were going to give that assignment to <clears throat> Maria Taylor. And Rachel Nichols felt a way about that. She felt that, like, she understood that ESPN needed to move in a more diverse way, but it shouldn't come at her expense. And those comments were picked up on what was, in effect, a hot mic. She didn't know that her camera was recording her. That recording got passed around, and it uh, damaged some relationships within the company and is now coming to the public's attention. That's where we are right now. That's it, that's about it, right? Yeah, that is about it. So yeah, so- That's a real good summary. That was a really good summary. So- yeah, I'm, feel, I'm feeling pretty good about it, man. Yeah, exactly. So in the conversation, she's uh, she's having a conversation with um, a gentleman and they are raw because they thinking they are yeah, man. Oh, they they kind of go in on the culture a little bit. Yeah, like, kind of they like lay Black matter. And you know, I'm gonna tell you something. And one, one of the things that I noticed at first, like um is with Miss Nichols, is that uh she's what I like to call a well-meaning white folk. Um they think they're allies, <laughs> uh, and essentially what you saw are, are the microaggressions that black women deal with every single day. Oof. Um come to light these are things that people are these are things that some of y'all have probably said in your own home but only difference is that y'all ain't handle hot mic 
but I got a hot one right here. <laughs> no, uh, but and and so what I don't like is she sort of perpetuates this narrative that there's an affirmative action that she's not been a part of. But historically, white women have benefited the most from affirmative action in America. So because she made a statement that said something like something to the and I can't quote it verbatim, but it was to the effect of, well, which marginalized do you choose? Because Miss Nichols is a woman and we know that there is um, a, a disparity in pay between men and women general, right? Uh, in, in, in opportunity, and in a lot of different in a lot of different areas, right? Uh, and, and that is what that is, right? That 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 is reality. Um, and so she sort of puts herself as if like, yo, how how do I get bumped out of a way for affirmative action? Like, no, ma'am, but you were affirmative action too. That part. Yeah, and I think it's it's you know so. <clears throat> Sad is is a word you could use to describe that whole conversation. I I, I hear what you're saying as you're you're talking about this ally piece because Rachel Nichols previous to this had been considered this ally, this woke activist of sorts by some, um, by some emphasis by some. But here she is having uh, this conversation with. Uh, it's important to name the guy Adam Mendelson who's an agent to LeBron James. Uh, <laughs> Yo, he might want to look at that. I don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. this is why you got to... That's not a good look This is why you got to look around your team, okay? You, know <laughs> you got to know who's on the team, um, <laughs> who's on the crew. But she's having this conversation, and um, there's a lot of tea that goes down on that conversation where they, you know, I think he said uh, something to the effect of that he was tired of the Me Too movement and Black Lives Matter, and um, so y'all, y'all having this tea session where you're you're venting, and y'all could easily have been in therapy or in your journal, but um, <laughs> but y'all, y'all are commiserating together, and. I guess what I would bring to the table, it's, um, is there a place to venture feelings even as someone who, who may genuinely feel marginalized? Like she may in her identity as a woman, as what you're saying, Sam, like feel marginalized. Um, and she may have rightly felt that Maria Taylor as a black woman was getting, um, unfairly elevated over her putting my attitude aside because i'm rolling my eyes <laughs> yeah there is i mean there is a place for her to have those feelings yes absolutely yeah there's a place there I heard is, you say i could see it there is a place for her to vent those yeah yeah your prayer journal will god but like <laughs> in your therapy session but I think what I want to address since we're here talking, I think rather than having all of that ire be placed upon a Black woman, um, and then there's this notion of the diversity hire that's being elevated in conversation, what I want to say is Plenty of people have this pejorative of the, the phrase diversity hire as if all of our lives, Black people haven't been told 
that we have to work twice as hard as our white counterparts. So y'all love to say that people are diversity hires as if we haven't worked twice as hard to get into the spaces that we're in. So then when we do get into those spaces, we might be the first black fill in the blank. And then y'all make us feel like you only got into the space because you're black. Right. No, all our lives, we have been told you have to get straight A's. I'm going to spank you if you don't get straight A's. You have to be more eloquent. You have to be more intelligent. You have to be more this. You have to be more that. Then when we get there, y'all gaslight us by telling us you don't deserve to be here. And so this story has made me mad as hell, to be honest. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. And one aspect I've been struggling with, because that's both of y'all have alluded to, she was somebody who was viewed as an ally by some, by, by some, I got you, Rob, by some. <laughs> and it's one of those situations I know that really- right. You better exercise by some. <laughs> it's one of those state situations where you kind of really find out what the deal is, what the jig is, what people are made out of and stuff like that. Because she even came out and issued what some people have labeled an apology. She's- expressed what some people have identified as as remorse but the fact of the matter is that in this situation which she claims to understand because she claims to have had to fight for her place as a woman when it came time for somebody else to to have a turn or have a goal she said oh no not at my expense not as and the interesting thing about that to me is that nobody was coming for the bag like nobody was trying to she had to take a pay cut or anything. It was just that, okay, we're giving this assignment to somebody else. And to your point, Rob, when you say that there is a place for her to vent those and maybe it's in the prayer journal or whatever, I think we kind of got to take a step back and realize that maybe we mad at the same things. Why should it come to a point where two women, one has to be black, one has to be white, are fighting over this? It seems like y'all need to be mad at the structure that that is forced, that, that, that is competing against that. But yes. instead, the yes. person who has taken the brunt of that. There should just be, be more opportunities. Right, there should be more opportunities. But, and, and like the person who's taking the brunt of that is is the black woman who is like, oh no, this is because she's black. Instead of the fact that, okay, this is somebody who is just as capable as I am. And it's one of those situations that's illuminating of the fact that somebody with the best of intentions, maybe uh, what is viewed as a good track record on these issues and, and knowing how to say the right things, still has those impulses that it's easy to point the finger like, no, that is wrong. But when it happens to you, when you're asked to give up something, it becomes a whole nother thing. So for me, one of those situations like, okay, now we know that we cannot necessarily trust your your words until it costs you something, right? My, My goal, my dream in life is beloved community, liberation for everybody. And that only comes when everybody is bought into the idea of, of sharing this thing right here. I don't think, and I don't know, cause that's not my field of expertise. It's not, it's not what I've spent my life pursuing, but I don't think it's a whole lot to ask somebody like, yo, we're going to give this particular assignment to somebody else in this season. Like you still got your contract, you get in your bag or whatever. But the fact that at that moment, like there's no difference between what she did in that moment and the, rural farm workers saying that the, the the Mexicans are coming for our jobs or the black people are taking all of our jobs. Like that's what we just witnessed happen in real time with somebody who has multiple commas in their bank account. 
and somebody who up until recently, I guess, was viewed as, as, as somebody who was relatively progressive on these matters, it was illuminating for me to find out like, nah, this stuff doesn't go so easily. And if it does, like, we don't know what people are saying when they think the mics are off <laughs> because- yeah, yeah, and I think it's why it's also important uh, of why I say all the time that progressive does not equal anti-racist. Mm -hmm. uh, progressive does not mean anti-misogynist. Progressive does not mean anti-homophobic. Um, you can be as progressive as you wanna be and you can still be racist, homophobic, misogynist, all Absolutely. of those things, you know? Go ahead, Sam, what were you about to say? No, I was just agreeing with you. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, progressive is not, um, it's one sort of end of a spectrum um, yeah. or what we think, oh, we're progressive, liberal, but nah, nah. It's not. And I think for me, like what it, 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 what was sad to me is, is the centering now around Rachel Nichols and covering her. And now her track record has been tarnished. And now much of the media has either come around to defend her or no, but she's always been good to me, you know? But like, you know <laughs> and the thing is, is nobody's assassinating her character, literally her own words mm -hmm. and things that she um, kind of, I want to say let slip or not, I want to say let slip, let get, uh, let someone get away with saying, she just kind of went with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, just that you it's your own words nobody's slaying your character why why is uh almost <laughs> why is samuel L. jackson's character today, <laughs> <laughs> right why is samuel L. jackson's character from django uh coming to your defense right now like exactly and i i think what's <laughs> sad to me is you know like uh she issued an apology i think that's worth noting um, 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 uh, if, if you want to call it that, okay. um, <laughs> some might some might call it that. <laughs> um, and and I think what was sad about it to me is it was a brief apology, and I think it, people should have let it stand. But I I think people was, was in a hurry to accept that joint. Yeah, people were people were yeah. in a hurry to accept that, and I something about me. When someone issues an apology, what I what is a pet peeve of mine is when um, people accept the apology. People who, don't mind a doggone business. Yeah, when when someone when people who are not in the injured party accept the apology. Yeah. Yes. You I know, like uh, you know, if I injure Trey in some way. You wish. I say I'm sorry, and I, you know I have been in the gym, so you know don't <laughs> test it. Um, you know, so and then people are in line like it's okay, Robert. You've always been a good person. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. Um, that's not that's irrelevant. Like you know, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. But Trey hasn't accepted the apology, but everyone's like it's okay. Robert, you, you're a good-hearted man. You, know, you did like, the right thing by apologizing. You, you, I accept your apology. You're, I accept your apology. You're a good <laughs> man. You're like, wait, what? And um, I think when I I, I saw her, her brief apology, what was sad is on air, um, the brothers who I will not name because I don't believe in dragon 
black people's in the street like that if I don't have to. The brother's uh, defense of her was longer than her apology. <laughs> and so they were like, you've always been a good person. You're great. You're awesome. You're great. Everything is awesome. I shine your shoes, son. Yes. Oh, and it was oh. just sad. No. So I just, I think for me, in it, the centering of comfort for her was sad. And because yeah. and one thing to note is Maria uh, Taylor still ain't been on, on air with her since. Like, she, one of the things that has been reported is that Maria Taylor has refused to be like, programmed with Rachel Nichols since she heard the recording and that much has not changed um <laughs> she doing the finals right now yeah yeah and and there was talk and there seems to be tension behind the scenes around pay and equity yeah. and and there there seems to be a very real thing that is frustration even with Maria Taylor and her pay and so this has been um, blindsided. Um, and so we're all catching up now. And what I, I guess how I, I, all that I would say now is it's disheartening. I think this is a microcosm of what I am afraid of with allyship and calling people ally and friend in general. And what I want to know, even out of allies of various ethnicities is like, are, how are you to Sam, uh, uh, Sam's point earlier? How are you when the mics are off? Um, like when you go home, it's okay for you to be frustrated with what you're getting or what not, what you're not getting. But like, how are you when the mics are off? Do you deal with that? Do you fight for me behind closed doors? when you're not like, hey, Robert, you're awesome. Do you really say, Robert, you're awesome with people who have positions of influence? Mm. Do you speak my name with those people? Yeah. Um, and that's allyship. When you get tired of the Black Lives Matter movement, to be honest, I don't care because guess what? One thing I cannot take off this black skin child i hope and, they continue to annoy you yeah because when he said he was tired of the black lives matter and the me too I, sir <laughs> have several seats yeah that's I the need, time for you to get loud in your allyship right there like yeah yeah i need allyship yeah. that goes past exhaustion yeah mm -hmm. and and here's the other thing because i try to be empathetic where, where i can and and I even voiced to y'all that I can almost understand some of Rachel Nichols' frustrations. But again, I feel like the 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 bar for allyship, it must be too low or something. Because if my first instinct, and it's fine, like I don't expect us to, to all the way get rid of these things, but I can understand your first, your knee-jerk being, wait, why, why do I have to lose in this equation? But then your very next one, if you're an ally, needs to be, wait, why is this a zero-sum situation? Why is this, why does this have to come at anybody's expense? And then your anger ought not be directed at the person who belongs to, to the, the, the historically disenfranchised and marginalized. It ought to be you re-examining the system that requires that, that, that this happen in this fashion. 
And some of those things you got to hold to your chest. So to what, to your point, Rob, again, when you're saying like, okay, what are you saying to the people in power? You're talking to an advisor of, of LeBron James, right? One of the, the, the most recognizable, popular and, and powerful athletes in the planet on, on the planet right now. You got a new space jam movie. He, he really, he redid Michael Jordan's movie coming out next week. Right. And think about that. The same, access you need to him in order to do your job is the same access that Maria Taylor needs in order to do her job effectively. And you over here throwing shade, like <laughs> Adrian Wojnarowski, Woj, called her, called Rachel Nichols a bad teammate for what she did. And I wholeheartedly agree with that because after a certain point, just like on, on a team, which is the only way that allyship works, it means that you have to be on a team. There's gonna come times where you have to hand the ball. Like you're not gonna get all of the touches you want. You might not have the stat line that you want every single game because in order for the team to win, in order for all of us to win, uh, sometimes we have to have a game plan and your game plan, plan cannot involve you sitting there throwing shade or salt on your teammates game. Like that's not how this is gonna work successfully. Um, yeah, that's absolutely did, correct. Did you watch the game last night? I watched uh, the second half, most of the second half. So, so did you see the part where where Monty Williams was talking to uh, DeAndre Ayton because he was frustrated? Because remember the first game, he had 19 rebounds. Like he he almost went 20 20 in, in you know in his first finals, but he didn't have the stats. And so he was telling me he was like, "Listen, you set the bar high. You set that bar high, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. And you frustrated right now." But to your point about being a teammate, he told him, he said, listen, you can't affect the game the way you did the first time, but now go dominate it physically. There's another way that you can affect the game. Be a good Absolutely. teammate and dominate it physically so that the people that do get the shot can make them. Ooh, that's you know good. Okay, that's a bar. Lead, lead that okay. right there, man. Yeah, let's leave it right there. Amen and amen. Amen. have a patreon which patreon. i want to encourage each and every one of y'all to to visit at uh patreon.com slash three black men uh think through it pray through it ask god <laughs> if, if he would have you partake in this work that we're doing because on top of some bonus content here we have uh some blog pieces going up there's going to be some devotional content coming out and i want to encourage you guys um to visit that patreon patreon.com slash three black men go watch and, um, my kids ruin my videos go ahead watch, watch them, them them babies ain't want nothing man matter of fact there's, there's more people gonna sign up to, to see them babies how about that bro <laughs>